Welcome to a new conversation with Hani and Peretz. In part three, as we mentioned last time, we will be reflecting on the previous interview and sharing our reflections with you. In our last conversation, we spoke. I spoke with uh, Andrew Jacobson, a student who recently graduated from Brandeis and decided after school, before pursuing a career, to spend a year in yeshiva studying Torah. And he described how making that decision was a very important one, one where he saw it as a long-term investment in his future. Uh, as a father, as a husband, as a person who's going to create a, a family and a, a Jewish life for his future, he needed first to invest in his Judaism, in his Jewish knowledge, in his Jewish learning. And uh, he reflected how when making his decision to choose what yeshiva to go to, um, he was aware of the various options that existed. And one thing that he was very mindful of was that when considering where to go to spend that year of investing in his Judaism, he was mindful of the fact that he did not want to become someone different. He didn't want to transform himself into a different type of person. And he was particular in choosing an institution that would not have that effect on him. And therefore, he shied away from the typical, what we call, Balchuva yeshivas, in other words, institutions that are geared for people like him, who uh, did not go to a formal, had not have a formal Jewish education of any sort, went to public high school, and uh, wanted to immerse himself in Jewish learning. Those yeshivot didn't want to go to, uh, because those are institutions that forced an environment where people transformed themselves and that's not something that he was ready or willing or interested in doing this got us thinking this that part of our shlichut is to have an impact that potentially can be maybe even should be transformative but transformation is a it's a big deal and there's also the dark side of transformation and so how do we as people who in a certain sense also fo- uh, want to foster a transformation how do we also navigate it in a healthy way because we know people who have transformed their lives and there's consequences to it complications complications for them and sometimes for their family as well one unhealthy way of transforming oneself is the speed at which it happens understandably the faster something happens the potential for it to unravel is higher because it's not done in a steady thoughtful deliberate, quiet way to see what things are working, what things are in, to allow for adjustments and tweaks, to allow for change. And sometimes a year in yeshiva, when it's transformative in 12 months or maybe even less, that, that can be alarming. What's interesting is, is the two types of primary institutions that exist for people engaging with Judaism, uh, let's say in Chabad, for instance, is there's the Chabad house existing across all college campuses. And then there is the yeshiva, the place of of learning where people go to immerse themselves in, in, in Jewish learning. And what's alarming is the number of students who are engaged in Chabad houses across the country, which are very, very significant and the number of students who are going to the yeshivot, 
for an immersive learning. Relatively few going to the yeshivot. And one of the reasons, perhaps, is because their models are so, so different. In the Chabad house model, when you walk into the Chabad house, you know that you're going to be engaged in a meaningful Jewish experience, whether it's experiential, whether it's educational. But the expectation and the assumption that you, it's going to be transformative to you, you're going to be changing, is really not existent. It's not that the Chabad house is not expecting transformation. It's that the the explicit the explicit dynamic in these experiences is not that you're going to walk out a changed person, but that you're going to be 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 um, thinking in a critical way, in a thoughtful way about these experiences and seeing how to uh, navigate it and absorb it. In the yeshiva, it's because it's an immersive 24 hours, you know, seven days a week environment, the expectation of transformation is much more explicit. It's the environment. It's yeah. environment where it's on your college campus, it's amongst your friends, where there everybody's there for the experience and not for the transformation, as opposed to in the yeshiva, everybody's there for this immersive experience and this, in, in some ways this really deep experience and it, it results in, in, in a transformative environment. Right, and you know you're there for a year or two. Right. In, in, in college you're there for four years and you're coming in to taste and dip in and then you go back to your dorm and your classes. And so there's so much room for you to still be who you are, your personality, your social circle, your other interests, while yeshiva doesn't have that width that or that room to step out right that room to step right. out uh, the result of people not going into that immersive year of learning is the tools and the resources that is necessary to live a, a, a functional full jewish life of a through a year of immersive learning is lost because people are are are, are scared to go there and what my dream was once still is a dream, is to create a place of learning where young people could come for three, six, 12 months to be in a, an immersive learning environment, but not to allow for transformation in a sense. And if somebody does want to, trans to go through a transformation, send them off to a yeshiva, where there they will have the transform. But here it's sort of an in-between place. It's sort of a, a Chabad house type of yeshiva, which hmm. combines the two. But we, can't, we don't want to prevent transformation. No, but this is not the place to do it. So your dream would be to allow people to... to is it the immersive environment you still want to... I want it to be a Chabad house type of yeshiva. But, but Chabad House is not a yeshiva. Right, but it's a yeshiva mean, that's like a Chabad house, as opposed to a being a yeshiva that is like a real yeshiva. Okay, but practically, it's yeah. a yeshiva where it's a 24-hour, seven-days-a-week experience? Um, it's a balance. It's, it's, a, it's a dance. The, the curriculum and the environment is, is less intense. It gives, there is a space there for the person to walk out, to step away. Therefore, I wanted the yeshiva to be in a place like Tel Aviv, not in Jerusalem, hmm. in New York City. You know, you're, you're, you're saying to, to leave space for the person with, with his or her character to remain intact without, without, um, 
the pressure to be like someone else mm-hmm. or to let go of certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still sounds dreamy to me. It is. <laughs> but um, I understand what you're trying to say. Yeah. Because people, so many people aren't going to an immersive experience. And it's so important to dedicate time to Jewish learning, even if you had it when you were younger. And certainly if you never had it, at a more advanced stage in your life, when you're in your early 20s, before you go into a career, before, like Andrew said, before you sell your soul to capitalism, Hmm. to be inwardly focused in an immersive learning experience, which is different than college, which is oriented on starting your career, getting a job. Right. Here, you're doing it just for your sake of yourself, for yourself. And you're older than what many students from day school do is they go to Israel which frankly part so much of it is a waste because they're young you know it's oh it's independence it's freedom this is these are not for people who want that this is for young adults who are pursuing um, the the knowledge of Judaism and the and the richness of it in a way that they've never had before so they're not coming to party right and to get away from their home um, it's a deliberate choice one would make. Okay, so what, do you, what are you going to do about your dream? Uh, hopefully somebody hears this podcast and says, Paris, <laughs> I want to do this with you here. <laughs> Here's an open check. <laughs> Go ahead and do this. Uh, but actually, I, you know, I did write a proposal. but I did put this idea in writing uh, because I think it's so important that you know, after we engage with students for one, two, three, four years and inspire them and give them a taste of the beauty and the depth of Judaism and they... And, where can they go to to want more and to get more similar to how they're getting it at the Chabados in the sense where they are not expected to become someone else, which, which is frightening, which, no, which frankly, not really pe- people are interested in that. And it's not our place to make that happen. It's for people to do it on their own in a healthy steady pace and that place is non-existent thank you for listening to this episode of a new conversation with Hani and Parrots please rate and review our podcast on your favorite listening app and until next time have a wonderful day <laughs>